Shalom to all. Today's office is Yerushalmi Pe'edaf Samach Gimel. We are starting Samach Be'ez Amabez about five lines up from the bottom with the brand new halacha, halacha Dalid, and the villain source of Daf is right at the end of Lamad Gimel Lamad Aleph. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basab, Yaakov, Maisha, her Neshama should have an Uliyah. And Mishnah tells us, someone who's thinning out their grapevines. So imagine this guy has 10 grapevines in a row growing next to each other, but they're too packed, they're too tzafuf, and they're not able to grow to their fullest potential. So he wants to thin them out, and let's say take out every other vine. So the same way that he's allowed to pull out his own vines, he's also allowed to pull out the aniyams. What does that mean, pull out the aniyams? Let's say some of the vines over here that he liked to pull out have oil ice on them, and the oil ice belongs to the aniyam, and by him pulling out this vine, the oil ice are now going to get ruined, and the aniyam won't be able to take them. He's still allowed to pull out those vines. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, He's only allowed to pull out the vines that have his clusters growing on them, but if there's any vines that have oil ice on them, he's not allowed to pull them out. Now, I think Mark explains, Everyone agrees that if a fellow sold his friend 10 clusters of grapes on his vines, that he's not allowed to touch those, meaning if he wants to thin out his vines now, he's not allowed to take vines that have grapes on them that he sold his friend, because they're his friends. Also, everyone agrees, if we're talking about a partner, meaning we have Reuven and Shimon, our partners, the same way that he's allowed to thin out his own vines, he's allowed to thin out his friend's vines. Now, even though with partners owning a vineyard, they don't necessarily have distinct vines. Those are mine, those are yours. But what we mean over here is that since when Ruvain is going to be thinning out these vines, he's doing so for the benefit of the vineyard. And that means that both him and Shimon are going to be gaining from this. So Shimon, his partner, is not able to tell him, hey, you can't pull that vine out. That vine belongs to me. Or you're causing me a loss by pulling out that vine. He's doing so for the benefit of the vineyard. So of course he's allowed to do so. So now we're going to understand. Sheetas Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, Huda treats an ani like a shutaf. And therefore the Baalbais is allowed to pull out vines even though they have oilus on them because he's improving the vineyard and the same way we just said that one partner is allowed to pull out vines and the other partner is not allowed to say anything because this is for the best of the overall improvement of the vineyard something with an ani he's treated like a partner but now Amalei Ravimi Ravimi asked him if you're going to tell me that an ani is treated like a shotef like a partner so hagaz think about it for yourself let's say a wild animal came and ate these oilus in tavidenik shotef if you're going to say that the ani is like a partner so then the baal bayis should have to pay the ani for those oilus that were eaten by the animal. If he's like a shutif, that means he has full rights in this vineyard, so the Baalbai should have to pay him. And we know that that's not true. So Vimi argues with his explanation of Rabbi Huda. The Gemara continues, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says, It seems to be that we have an inconsistency in the sheet of Rabbi Huda. Taman Huaymer, over there, he said, Where's the over there? This is in Perak, hey, Daf Memvav. We had this previously. The Benkach, Benkach, it doesn't make a difference what the situation is. He has to take them, put them on the fence. And the Ani comes and takes what's rightfully his. Over here, he says this. Now, if you remember, in Parakeh, we were talking about when he wants to water his field right after the harvest in order to soften the ground for the next planting. The problem is, there's leket in the field that Danim haven't taken yet, and if he waters the field, he's going to ruin the leket. So Rabbi Huda says, it doesn't make difference what the situation is, if he's going to lose money or if he's not going to lose money, he has to gather all the leket which Danim haven't gathered and place it on the fence so they can take it later. So over there, Rabbi Huda clearly says that we're not allowed to ruin the leket that belongs to Danim, and he has to gather it and put it to the side so they can take it. Whereas over here, Rabbi Huda doesn't have a problem with him weeding out the vines even though they have oilus on them. So Gemara says, no, this is the proper gear so since by thinning out his grapevines, he's enabling them to grow thicker from Lashon of Aveh, they're going to produce more the next year and the Anim are going to end up benefiting next year. So their quote-unquote loss this year is not really a loss because next year the grapevines are going to produce much more which means that they're going to end up getting more oilus. Ask the Gemara of Amr of Hacha, why don't we say the same thing over here? Meaning going back to Parakeh, namely, what are we going to say? Since he's 
he's watering the field right away, he also yasal shanaba. It's going to produce a better crop next year. So even though maybe right now when he's watering the field, the like that Danim didn't gather yet is going to get ruined, it's still going to help produce a better crop next year, which means that Danim are going to end up getting more like at the next year. So we still have a problem in Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. So Amalei told him, When we're dealing with a field that has to be replanted every year, he can plant it with vegetables the next year. Now he's being mavriachet from the Aniyim. Literally, that means he's chasing it away from the Aniyim. In other words, if he decides to plant vegetables next year, well, we know there's no like a Shechampeah with vegetables, and therefore the Aniyim would not be gaining next year. So therefore, when we're dealing with a field of grain, he has to make sure that the Aniyim don't lose out this year because who knows what's going to be next year. But when we're dealing with vines, Grapes grow on the vines every single year. He doesn't have to replant them. So even if the Anim are going to, so to speak, lose out on some oil as this year because he had thinned out those vines, they're going to end up gaining next year, and that's why it's not a problem. And moving on to brand new halacha, halacha hey. Before we start the Mishnah, let's talk about Revai for a little bit because that's what the Mishnah talks about. What is Revai? So we know the first three years of fruit that grow on a tree are called Arla, and they're not allowed to be eaten. The fourth year's fruits are called Neta Revai, the word Revai meaning fourth, and when dealing with a vineyard, they're called Karim Revai. Now these fruits are allowed to be eaten, but only in Yerushalayim, very similar to Maeser Shani. Now, if he wants, he can be Mechalel, he can transfer the Kedusha of the fruit onto money, eat the fruit wherever he is, and then bring the money up to Yerushalayim and buy food with it over there. So the Mishnah tells us, Kamravai, when we're dealing with Kamravai, these fourth-year fruits, Beishamai says, Ein loy chaymesh, there's no din of Chaymesh, ve'en loy beer, there's no din of beer. Beishel says, Yeshloi, it does have a din of Chaymesh in beer. So when Maeser Shani is redeemed, not only does he have to redeem it for its value, if he has $10 worth of apples, so he's got to put a $10 bill on the table, he also has to add on a fifth of that value. So Beisham is telling us that when a person redeems his karmavai, he does not have to add on that fifth. Now what's beer? So this refers to something called beer maestras. Erev Pesach, of the fourth and seventh years of the Shemitah cycle, one has to ensure that they give or get rid of all the maestras that they were required to separate in the previous years. So Beisham is also telling us that even though karmavai is similar to Maestro Shani, it's dissimilar to Maestro Shani in that it doesn't have beer. However, Beisham argues it does have a din of a chaymesh and it does have a din of beer. Another machalik is Beisham and Beisham says, Yeshle parat this caravai does have a din of parrot and oil ice. It's considered like regular fruit and therefore grapes that fall during the harvest. Or if we have these undeveloped clusters, they have to be left for the aniyim. Vaniyim paidin la'atzman and the aniyim redeem it themselves. Meaning either the aniyim will take it up to Yushalayim or if they don't want to take it up to Yushalayim, they have to deal with redeeming it and transferring its kedusha onto money. However, says everything goes to the wine press, which means this entire crop of revai belongs to the owner. It has a special kedusha to it and none of it has to be left for the aniyim. Now the Gemara tells us, Tani Rebbe Aimer, Rebbe explains, Loi Amr Beishamai, Beishamai didn't say this, he only said this in the Mishnah, that Karim Ravai doesn't have a din of Chaymesh and doesn't have a din of beer, in regards to Ravai that grew in the seventh year, meaning this Karim was planted four years before Shemitah, so its fourth year of growth is the Shemitah year, so then it has a special halacha. If the Ravai, if the fourth year was any other year of the Shemitah cycle, says, it has a din of Chaymesh, it has a din of beer, just like Maestro Shani. Now the Gemara analyzes, according to this verse that we just quoted, Beisham is clearly learning Natarvai from Maeser Shani. The same way that it was said that there's no din of Maeser Shani in Shemitah. We know in the Shemitah year we do not have to separate Maeser Shani. So similarly, there's no Natarvai by Shviyas also, and therefore when he redeems it, he doesn't have to add on a fifth, and there's no din of beer. However, all the other years of the Shemitah cycle, it's compared to Maeser Shani, and therefore he would have to add on a Chaymesh and would have a din of beer. 
the Gemara asks, if that's really so, if you're going to say that we're comparing it to Maeser Sheni, and we're talking about that it grew on Shemitah, so me'ata, al-yulai kedusha. It shouldn't have kedusha at all. We know there's no date of Maeser Sheni whatsoever in Shemitah. All fruits that grow are hefker, and we should say the same thing about this revai. This revai should have no kedusha whatsoever. It should be completely hefker, and he shouldn't even have to eat it in Yerushalayim, and he shouldn't have to redeem it if he wants to eat it here, and so on and so forth. More answers, kedusha of lamdu. The kedusha that this fruit has, namely that it's a fourth year growth, and it has kedusha and it has to be in Yerushalayim, or if he does want to Yerushalayim, he has to redeem it, that's learned on its own. That's not learned from Maeser Shani. How is it learned on its own? Which Pasuk do we learn its Kedusha from? The Pasuk says, Kaidash Yilulim. Now, what does that mean? Harehu ke Kaidash, Shekairin Olavas Halal is just like some other Kaidash that we say Halal over. Now, this Halal doesn't mean Halal that we say on Yantif. It means praises. And this is referring to Bikurim. We know Bikurim is the first fruits that grow. And when a person brings Bikurim, they say certain Psukim that are considered Halal as Psukim of praise. And we know that Bikurim is brought on Shemitah. So too, we also have a din of Ravai on Shemitah, and it does have Kedusha. Umar says, if that's really so, that we're not learning from Maeser Shani and we're comparing it to Bikurim, Kerem Ravai of the Shemitah year should be permitted for an Ainan to eat. Who's an Ainan? So an Ainan is someone who one of their immediate relatives died, and they haven't yet reached a certain stage in the burial process. It's Machlekes exactly what stage, but this stage has not yet been reached, so they're considered an Ainan. Now we know that an Ainan is not allowed to eat Maeser Shani. But if you're going to tell me that on Shemitah, Ravai is not like Maeser Shani, and it's like Bikurim, so then on Shemitah, Ravai should be allowed to be eaten by an Ainan, and we know that it's not. So my answer is, Tani was taught in the Brisa, we have to add in the word, Kaidash, this word in the Pasuk of Kaidash Hilulim, Magid tells us, Shuhu Asr L'Aynin, that it's Asr for an Aynin. We ask another question, So Chayv Bibir, it should be Chayv and Bir. If you're going to tell me that it's not like Master Shani, but it's like Bikurim, so it should be Chayv and Bir, the same way Bikurim is Chayv and Bir on Shemitah. So my answer is, Begin to Reb Shimon, Paitamina Bir. This is like Shitas Reb Shimon, who patters it from Bir. And lastly, the Gemara ends up with a question that it doesn't answer, So he should be able to redeem it even when it's still attached to the ground. If you're saying that it's like Bikurim, so the same way Bikurim gets its Kedusha while it's still attached to the ground, so he should be able to redeem the Ravai even while it's still attached to the ground, and we know he's not allowed to. Now we're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with another understanding of Shittas Beishamai. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.